How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Let's chat about your call to action. It may seem like a really simple concept. Put out a social media post, put out an email, put out a post in your Facebook group, and give them a call to action. Give the reader something to do when they finish reading the content you've created. It's a simple act, seems easy enough. Call to actions can be anything from leave a comment, like this post, to go to the link in my bio, that's a popular one you see, or download my lead magnet, or sign up for this thing, or buy this thing. A call to action is just an invitation or a command to go do something after they've read your post. But I think many times what we do is leave the call to action as an afterthought. Just, you know what? I'll have them go to the link in my bio again. I will have them double click to like this post. We don't put nearly as much thought into the call to action as we do into the content of the post itself. Yet the call to action is the really important part. Because after all, why did we write that post? Why did we create that content? We did it so that the person reading it would be compelled to take some action, right? We did it. We put that work in, not just to do it, not just to crank out more social media content, but so that the person reading it would get on our email list or get in conversation with us or get used to interacting with us on Instagram. So why do we leave the call to action as an afterthought? Why do we think of it as something extra? Why do we sometimes even forget to do it at all? I want to talk to you today about the three biggest mistakes people make when it comes to adding a call to action to their post. And uh, this point would make it a f- would make it four mistakes people make. But I do want to also point out that one mistake, really the top mistake people make when it comes to their call to action is just not giving it thought. So by listening to this podcast episode today, you are committing to give your call to action a little more thought. All right, let's dive into the actual three mistakes that I mentioned. The first mistake when it comes to crafting your call to action is waiting to put your call to action at the end of your post. So oftentimes I see teachers or any business owners in general really writing this really great quality piece of content on their Instagram feed. And at the very bottom, the very last line, they say, go to the link in my bio to find out more, or go to the link in my bio to read my blog post, or go to the link in my bio to connect with me, or drop a comment below, or what do you think about this? Or what do we have in common? We see those posts a lot, right? Where people are introducing themselves and then asking what they have in common. 
Why is the call to action at the end of the post? What if somebody doesn't make it all the way through your post? Especially if it's a long post, especially if they're scrolling, especially if they're busy, because we know they are, right? We know that's how social media works. Why wait till the end? Why not put the call to to action in the beginning? Do they need to consume the content before they see the call to action? I don't know the answer to that because it's different depending on which post you're working on, but I want you to give some more thought to your call to action. Really give it a place in your content. Your call to action should have equally as much thought as the content you're creating. And I want you to ask yourself, where does it belong? Does it belong in the beginning? Does it belong in the middle? Does it belong at the end? Because it doesn't always belong at the end. Sometimes it's better serving us and serving our people if they see it first. So give that some real strategic thought before you place your call to action in. Second mistake, and I kind of referred to it when I was talking about the first mistake. Our second mistake is always telling people to go to the link in our bio. I don't know that initially that was a mistake. When people st- first started posting on Instagram, visit the link in our in my bio was a really great call to action. But then everybody started doing it, right? So when everybody starts to do something, we become conditioned to it. And when we're conditioned to something, we tend to ignore it. It's easy to ignore something we're used to seeing over and over again. It's harder to ignore something that's different, that surprises us a little bit. So I want you to really think about your call to action. How could you surprise your audience a bit with a different out-of-the-box call to action? Asking them to go to the link in your bio is pretty mundane. They're pretty used to it, right? And it still takes a lot of effort on their part. It takes a lot of effort for them to click over to your bio. It takes a lot of effort for them to click off of the app. And we know, especially on Instagram, um, Instagram doesn't want people to go off of the app. It's designed to keep people on the app. That's why you can't have a link in your Instagram post. So what are some other ways you could get creative about getting people to click a link? Think about instead of having them go to the link in your bio, having them go to your stories to interact with a quiz you've set up in your stories that's related to your post. Or have them go to the link in your bio, but also tag yourself right next to that call to action so that all they have to do is a little clickety click over to the link in your bio and it's really easy to do. Or create an IGTV video with a, because those allow clickable links and in that video, create a call to action that goes directly to that link. You could also have them DM you and a DM is 10 times more powerful than a link, clicking the link in your bio. It means you'll be connected, you'll get in conversation, you'll be able to chat with them, find out what they need, find out how you can help, listen to their pain points. There's so much more value in sending them to your DMs than there is to send them to this vague link in your bio. And and we're not even getting at the whole link in bio situation. What happens when they click the link in your bio? Is it then a really clear pathway for them to get to your product? Or is that a little muddy too? So sending them to your DMs really clears all that up. And I would give them a specific thing to DM you so that it's really easy for them to DM. You can also do other call to actions other than clicking the link in your bio, like 
we talked about before, liking your post or engaging with your post. And now we've turned to sort of just talking about Instagram, but the other link in bio mistake that happens is that a lot of us, because we aren't keeping up with our Facebook page, but we're feeling like we should have a Facebook page, we're just ticking that little box when we go to post on Instagram that says, also post this on my Facebook page. And then think about what happens to that call to action when it migrates over to your Facebook page. Now your Facebook page post says, go to the link in my bio for more. But on Facebook, you don't have a link in your bio. So make sure that you're really thinking through that call to action. It's the most important part. If you're going to recycle your content over to Facebook, that's fine. But then change that content so that it fits the platform it's on. Add the link when you bring it over to Facebook. Really be thoughtful about that call to action. That's my encouragement for you. And the third mistake I see people making when it comes to a call to action is giving people too many steps, too many things to do. And this happens especially in email. So we were just talking about social. Let's go over to the call to action in email. A lot of times I'll receive an email with three, four, even five links to different things. Check out my blog post here. Check out my podcast here. Check out my Instagram post here. Um, and follow follow this here or go here. Too many pathways. We want to give our people a really clear pathway to the next step. So give it some thought. What is the next step? What is the purpose of that next step? And how can you clearly send them there? And how can you make just like a neon flashing sign that is so easy for them and so super clear about their next steps? How can you make their path, carve out their path for them in a way that is easy, simple to follow, and they can't get distracted from it, right? So think about your call to action. My first encouragement is just to give it some more thought. But also, don't wait to put your call to action at the end of a post. Think about where it really goes. Think about a more meaningful way to call people to action and think about how you can make it really clear. Another short and sweet episode, but I hope those tips are actionable for you, something you can take and use right away this week in your content. Hey, if you're going to spend time creating quality content, just spend as much time on your call to action as you do on that awesome content. Let me know, tag me in your posts if you do switch up your call to action. I want to see all the creative ways you think outside the box when it comes to giving people the next step to take with you. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a creative educator who is wanting to start their business online. Maybe you have started your business, but you can't gain any traction because as soon as you take one step forward, there are a million more things you're supposed to be doing like blogging or podcasting, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Maybe you've heard all the marketing podcasts, but there's so much conflicting information. You just want the roadmap to success. I know sometimes it feels like the big name marketing experts don't understand our lives as teachers. You might be worried you're going to spend all your time and money on creating your online business, or maybe you already have spent tons of time and money and no one is going to show up to buy the thing you have to offer. And you're worried about how you're going to stand out among the rest. If you don't want a degree in marketing, but you want to inspire other teachers and you want to stand out among the rest and create a voice and share your thoughts 
and ideas and bring in some money, but it all feels a little overwhelming, I have good news for you. You are exactly where you need to be. You have everything you need to share your passion and to make some serious cash in the process. I want to introduce my signature training for creative teachers like you. Teacher Hustle University, and you can get your hands on my step-by-step guide to designing an online business with a strategic, purposeful marketing plan. The Teacher Hustle University framework is your chance to build that solid foundation in marketing for your online business, to make a difference in classrooms around the world, to generate a steady monthly income, and to put it all on autopilot so you can enjoy life's moments. I teach you all of the pieces of the framework for Teacher Hustle University inside my free masterclass, which you can find at alyssamcdonald.com slash masterclass.